0: From the campus of Stanford University and on location, this is the Entrepreneurs' Radio Show and Podcast featuring in-depth one-on-one interviews with purpose-driven entrepreneurs and high-performance game changers committed to extraordinary ideas, preeminence, and multi-generational success. Our radio show and podcast illuminates the struggles, breakthroughs, and exceptional outcomes these game changers bring to industries, organizations, and lives. Hosted by Tom DiOro, Principal of Podfather Media.
1: Thank you, Tatum. For our guest today, love to welcome Kevin Urutia. Kevin founded and is the president of Voy Media, a growth agency for e-commerce and tech companies. For more information, feel free to visit voymedia.com. Again, that's V-O-Y Media.com. Hello, Kevin. Thank you very
2: much for being on our show. Really happy to have you here. Hey, Tom. Thanks for having me. Super excited to be here.
1: (laughs) All right. Kevin, we like to start our show off with a quote, a prayer, a mantra that you sort of either live by or it means a lot to you in your personal and, and professional professional life.
2: Yeah, there's like one, it's so funny when you ask that, because there's one quote that I always think about, I think I heard about maybe 10 or 15 years ago when I was like in college and it was by like Steve Jobs. So, and he said something in the speech, it was just like very like simple. And I was like, it's really the way I think about things in a way, how I think about just businesses and myself in general. And the quote is everything around you in life was created by people no smarter than you. And I was just like, Oh, that's so simple, but yet so true. Like everything that we see or believe or like love was created by somebody. And that person can be you. And that's always have always thought about things. People ask me like, Hey, like you want to start this thing? I'm like, why can't I start it? Like, like, what makes this person special that I can't do it? And that's always how I, I've thought about it. And that really has helped me just on my entrepreneurial journey of, like, not being afraid because, like, it's like people say, like, you meet your superheroes, you can meet celebrities, and you realize, like, they're just a regular human like you. They're just, like, more famous than you.
1: Yeah. On that f- more famous than you, how did you get started with the Void Media? I know you've come from a, a very uh, a unique and diverse background, and it all seemed to kind of uh, apex at voice. Share with the, your audience how, uh, how that occurred.
0: Yeah.
2: So my background is I grew up in New York, so Long Island. Really, when I was growing up, I was really big into computers. I was, grew up in a Spanish household. We had a compact computer and I was just like, oh, I really like this like computer stuff. And the reason why I like computers was because it was a way for me to get out of what I was doing at home. And that was, we grew up Our dad made us do a lot of construction work, like physical work, like every day at night and weekends. And I was just like, I do not like doing this at all. Like I do not want to be doing construction work. This is like my dad would do it, uh, had businesses on the side, had businesses at night. So me, and my brother would help him. But even from my brother, like doing it. And he was just like, oh, this is kind of interesting. And my brother was actually going to go do architecture because he liked it. But for me, I was just like, whoa, like. I do not want to be doing physical labor. I need to figure out what I need to figure out to do because like this thing sucks for me. And that's when I really started doing more computer stuff. And at that time I was just more like into like gaming and figuring out like what this game stuff was. I was playing a game called secrets of war. And I remember just playing and I was like, wow, this game is really addicting. And then I remember emailing the developer. His name was like Hotcut. Back in the day, people had like usernames. It wasn't like real names back then. And I emailed him. I was like, hey, how do you make this thing? And he's just like, oh, I'm using this thing called like .NET. And that, I was like, oh, what's .NET? And he's like, oh, it's like a programming language. And that's when I started going more into like programming. And I realized, oh, like this is pretty interesting. And then I realized like, okay, I want to do like, what do, I want to do development. I don't want to be doing back end stuff. I want to be doing stuff that people see and touch. And that's when I learned about HTML and CSS. And that's when, again, too, I was like, what, 17 at a time, I saw a website by this guy named Raji King. And I was like, whoa, like, this website's like really dynamic. It's really creative. And then I, I just emailed them. And it's so funny because I saw the email. I was like, this is the most like terrible email I've ever written. But he responded back to me and said like, hey, Kevin, like, this is the stuff I use, JavaScript and CSS, HTML. And that's when I was like, oh, this is exactly what I want to do. And then that's when I went to college. I was like, okay, I'm gonna go do computer science because I feel like this is the way I need to be doing. And again, at that same time too, I, was really, I got really big into reading like TechCrunch, all the tech news. I was like, oh, I want to go out to Silicon Valley. I want to be doing this thing that people are doing out there. And then I figured if I do computer science, I can go get hired to do a job at an, in Silicon Valley. And so I, did, I went to Binghamton and during Binghamton I was like still doing hackathons and competitions and trying to build stuff. Right. Cause I was like, Oh, like, this is just interesting to me. I remember trying to build like websites. I remember in college I had this agency called one tiny bit. It was a Ruby on rails. It was at the big time. That's something I learned. Uh, Ruby on rails, iOS and web domain. And, it's crazy because I was like thinking about it with my friend Wilson, who I do the agency with. We're like, we're like 20 trying to run an agency and like trying to do client management and to develop stuff. And we just like, didn't think about it. And we're just like, yeah, we're just trying to do it. Cause like, we just like wandered away into like this, like tech space. And uh, basically we did that for a year. And then eventually I got a job out in mint.com as a, as a web developer. And then Wilson my, uh, the guy I was working with from college, he also got a job at Salesforce and Google. So we both ended up in Silicon Valley because that was like our like dream thing at the time because we're like, we want to go there and we were going to do everything we could to get there. And it turned out to be like great because it's exactly what I envisioned. And even then where I was in Silicon Valley, it just made me even just be like, I got to do this thing that I've been like fueling and I've been trying to chase for so long. And and uh, we were competing there. And then I was in there for about four years. And that's when I really started to like, I, really, I I still want, I was like maybe 25 at the time. I was like, I still want to do my own thing. Like I love working for somebody, but I still felt like, I tell people like, I don't know, I just feel like I just want to do my own thing. Like I, I just don't like what someone tells me what to do. I was just like, I just want to do what I want. And I was just like, this is who I am. And this is what I need to do. So then I, I left, came back to New York. And then I started my first company, which is nothing related to tech or programming. Because at the time I realized that I need to learn other, skills, other other skills than mark than programming because I was doing programs since I was like 18. I was like, I've been doing this for about five, six years already, maybe longer. Right. And I was like, I need to learn like how to actually build a business. And that's when I read like the e-myth by Michael Garber, I think about like building a business. And then I built my first company, which is a cleaning company called Maid Sailors. And then we still run the company out here right now, but that the cleaning company right now, we're about 150 people. We're in New York City, Boston, Chicago, and New Jersey. And that's the company that really taught me how to like just build a business. And it really Building Void Media, building my other companies—it's kind of like the base components of like of hiring, firing people. Like it's any company really. You need to do these core skills, and it doesn't really matter if it's a tech company or like a service-based business. You still need to know how to like fire people, hire people, manage HR, manage payroll, all this stuff. So really, that's kind of how I started my Void Media. It was like through me just building stuff, and I knew that I just took it as like, Hey, let me do this cleaning company. It's not like my dream to build a cleaning company, but my dream is to build something. And let me see, let me build something where I know there's demand. That way I can sort of start, start accelerating my growth. And then maybe build later on a company that, that I do want to build for 20, 20, 20, 30 years.
1: That's outstanding. I love that, that transferable business because it's a cleaning service. And then you've got Void Media and, but yet the frame, it sounds like you're saying the framework and the systems are the same. Yeah. Or not too dissimilar.
2: So, yeah. And it's pretty similar. Obviously, the cleaning is very different than like agency stuff. But in between there, between the Void Media and the cleaning company, I had, I started an e commerce company called Montum, montumlife.com. And we do like outdoor uh, gear. And really, there, it's sort of, everything I learned from the cleaning company, such as setting up your bank account, set up your LLC, hiring your first people, getting your first website up, all these things that initially sound scary the first time, the second time you're like, okay, I know where WordPress is. I know how to host a website. I know how to host a domain. All these like little things that at the beginning trip you up, then just become like, okay, I'm gonna go here, here, here. Okay, let, I'm done now. And then really you go into the core of, which is like building the business, building the the marketing. And in the beginning, like, I mean, you probably know, people are like, Hey, what logo should I use? And you're like, the logo doesn't matter. Like, it doesn't matter. Like people spend so much time on the logo, all these little stuff that doesn't matter. Like what's my domain name? I'm like, there's no brand if you have no customer. So uh, that's something that I, I learned really quickly when I was like building all this stuff back then, even in college where like I was making all these web apps. I was like, okay, should we add that app at the domain name? Should we add the front? Like, should we add like a ly? Like everything was like L Y back in the day, all these like crazy tech names. And then you realize like a lot of doesn't matter. What really matters is like, can you get customers? And then eventually, and I tell people all the time, like there's a reason why companies, even like Google, they rebrand every few years because yeah, like the branding can change and then the logos can change, but the business is there now. And all this stuff is like a little extra to make it cleaner, to update the UI. It shouldn't be the first thing you worry about. But then really going back to sort of like the processes, like hiring people, calling people, emailing people, all this like core skill it still happens in any business. How do you talk to people on a phone call? Like for the maid company, people would call us every day to book a cleaning. Okay, that's customer service. At the, for the Void Media, we are dealing with clients. That's customer service, but even more high ticket because they're paying you more money. But it's even kind of funnier because I tell people like, trust me, like the clients are paying you $100 for the cleaning are crazier than the clients paying you 10K because the $100 is like really different for them. Yeah, yeah
1: well said. We're going to touch back on that when we return. This is... Uh you're listening to the entrepreneur's radio show and podcast on kzsu stanford 90.1 fm we're talking today with kevin urutia for more information feel free to visit voymedia.com. again V-O-Y media.com. kevin if you go back to um why is it it's so much different from someone who's paying you a hundred dollars a month versus someone saying ten thousand a month what is the core difference between the two I mean, it's kind of a beta question and I know the one that's the smaller is going to be incredibly more demanding.
2: Yep, yeah. And that's so funny because the people that's paid the less are so more demanding because they just want more for the money because they just are more attached to that hundred dollars because it just means so much more to them versus. And also, it's always like you, see, you probably know, Tom, it's like the value. They don't see the true value of it, of that money yet when you're, someone's paying a 10K, they know that, hey, like I'm paying you 10K because you guys are the experts and I'm here to listen to you guys. Whereas someone paying you hundred bucks, they're like, no, I'm the boss and you're listening to me. So they think that they're the expert. And then if you mess up, it's because you suck, not them, even though like internally, it was the opposite for them. So it's like really, really crazy psychology of people. And I just started so crazy because ear for boy, we have clients paying us 20, 30 K a month and they never want to talk to us. They're like, just keep doing your job. Right. Like just keep doing your job. Right. But <laughs> yes. then you have clients paying you like one, two K and they're just like, okay, when are you going to call every two days? I'm like, there's nothing to talk about. There's nothing to talk about. Like we cannot possibly run, do anything. Yeah. It's so funny. It is amazing. It it transcends any and all industries. And that's the funny part. Yep. Any industry is see that. And I learned that even more when I was like doing cleanings and we're like getting like, oh my God, the clients are doing the, like, we had like great celebrities get clean with us. And they're just like, okay, just like do the cleaning. Don't talk to us. We just don't want to hear anything. Just charge us. Whereas you have like someone with like a studio, 80 bucks. They're like, okay, like, well, the window here wasn't clean. There's like a little speck of dust here. You didn't wear like boots. It's like, whoa, like you're paying us 80 (laughs) 80 bucks and like, our cogs are like like we're making maybe ten bucks is cleaning, right? Like we can't be doing all this crazy stuff for you right now, right? Yeah. And I remember like getting calls at like eight because we would start at eight a.m. until like six p.m. I remember waking up at eight a.m. just like oh my god, like God, these complaints are ready to come in. Like you're just like struggling. Like I remember a team just me like I kid you not, like we had a team and we would just literally have a one phone number and we would all we'd use Grasshopper and would all ping our cell phones. And I remember like, it'd be 8 a.m. We're all just seeing it ring. Which one of us is picking us up from the staff? And it's like hot potato. It's like, it rung four times, right? Fine, I'll pick it up, right? And then like, we'll be on Slack. Like, I know you guys are awake and I know you guys saw that phone call. So like, somebody needs to pick up next time. Yeah. It's amazing. That part of the,
1: the growing experience. Can you share a story where you're kind of doing it now, but really share a story where it's one of the larger clients. You don't have to say their name, but you know how you got to them and how you went from them being a complete stranger into an actual paying client. You don't have to name names, but uh, just love to hear a
2: story. Yeah. I mean, like really for, let's say for the Void Media stuff, some of their best clients honestly just come from, we have a client that does keto products and he's spending about maybe 300, 400K a month on Facebook ads. And really he came to us about like maybe much smaller, like 5 to 10K a month in ad spend, right? But really the way that The reason why we saw that he was a great client, sort of like when you're into space, you kind of know people. When I was talking to him, I was like, wow, this guy really gets marketing. And and when he got it, it was like he got it more than the way I got it. Like the funnels, the tactics, the landing pages, everything that he was doing. I was like, okay, this guy gets it. I think that he can be a really big client. And then just the way his mind works with like AB testing, like we'll test something for like a month and he won't be like, Oh my God, what's going on? He'd be like, Oh, this month didn't work. But I know last month was really great guys. Maybe we had a terrible month. So let's go and test something else. Let's test new creatives. Let's test new landing pages. It's really about that entrepreneurial mindset. When someone's been in the game, you know, they've, they know what it's like. They know that not every day is going to be good. Even for the cleaning for us, like when I talk to other cleaning owners, I'm like, they're like, oh, how do you deal with bad months? I'm like, you just have bad months. It doesn't mean like the company sucks. It's just like, it's just maybe just bad. And like, we're still growing. We've been doing the cleaning for five years. And I wish we grew every month. And I wish that like, same thing that people tell me, like, how do you hire good cleaners? I'm like, you just got to test them out. They'll do great for three or four cleanings. And the fifth one, they'll do bad and you got to fire them. And it's not like your hiring process is bad. just bad in general. So it's like, once you're being in the game, you kind of like, you know, these sort of hardships and it's like, oh, okay. Like everybody's just like, you realize like people are just trying their hardest and no one's trying to really be like malicious, especially like a service-based stuff. Like people are just trying to do their job. And I think that's a big thing for people.
1: The value you talked about um, seeing the value share with your audience today. How do you quantify the value of what it is that you do provide them?
2: Yeah. So for at least for Void Media, it's, The reason why I like Void Media, so a lot of my background initially was like SEO, and SEO is like really hard to quantify. This is why we do a lot of paid stuff right now, paid Facebook ads, social. It's just purely based on the returns that we're seeing, the new customers we're getting them per month, the return on ad spend, and the revenue that we're bringing. And that's so easy to measure. And that's why we like doing paid traffic and paid media because you could literally say, hey, you spent a dollar, you're making $10 now. So that's really why we love paid and that's really why people always tell me like, Oh, I want to do other stuff. But like, it's just so hard to quantify And And I want to do other channels, but I just can't, at least for me, it's like Facebook ads and Google ads just make it so much easier to, to show clients why it's worth it. And then this is another issue too. It's like, and we had this before too, where you're scaling them so much that they're like looking at your bill. They're like, whoa, like I'm paying you like what I can pay someone full time. We're like, well, like, yes, I get it. But like, you also have like five people, 10 people on your account. And we been we know everything that's how to scale and grow you. So it's one of those like interesting things that agencies fall into. It's like, you're doing such a good job. They're like, wait, is it you guys? Or is it just because my product's good? And do I need you guys? Right. So it's like that weird balance that we're trying to figure out to ourselves. It's like, it's a mix of both, right? Obviously you can't grow unless you have a great product. So the founder has to have something right.
1: Yeah. That, that's just an incredible challenge, I think, for every industry across all spaces is to quantify the value of what you bring to where they just, they trust you. They just trust that you're going to do what you're going to say, if not exceed it. Do you think you either build that trust, you earn that trust? How do you think you go about instilling in them that they can trust that you're going to do what it is that you say you're going to do?
2: Yeah. And I think that's a good question. And I think it starts off with I think for most services, businesses, it's just sort of like your reputation or sort of what you've done before. Um, at least for the maid company, one of the biggest things that we have to deal with, because you're letting a stranger into someone's home of a company that you don't know about. Like we're a cleaning company. Who are you? You've never talked to us, right? So trust is built inherently through like trust platforms, such as Yelp is the biggest one here in New York City. So Yelp is the biggest thing that we tell our customers, hey, if you love their cleaning and you trusted us, please write us a review on Yelp. And we try to maintain a 4.5 star average on Yelp because that helps with trust. And again, and. And that's can to transfer to any other industry, right? So for our Void Media, we tell people through, so YouTube case studies we do, podcasting like this, talking to other people like this, and just showing people like our results online so we can show it. And okay, and what we do here for Void too, it's something new that we just started this year, was partners that we work with, we tell them, hey, can you get on camera to tell people about the work that you've done with us? That way you can really see, because anybody can do a text review, right? But a video from a a true founder that we worked with, that just means so much more. And that's helped us get a lot of better clients because they, Hey, look, don't just like, listen to us, listen to some of the podcasts we've done, listen to some of our YouTube videos, and also listen to the founders that we work with, where they can actually tell you what they liked about working with us and some of the results. And again, it's just really showing that to people and saying, Hey, look, we can do this. And again, as a service, as a business, it's like, you really need to, one thing I've learned too, is like, if you overpromise, you're just going to drive yourself crazy. So just really do what you're going to say, because we've done this before with cleaning too, where it's like, yeah, we're going to clean everything for like in two hours. And then we're like two hours in, we're like, whoa, like we're not even halfway done. And then you're just like, you're stressed out, your team's stressed out. And that goes with any industry. It's like, you can say all you want, but then in the end, it's really up to you That's going to be working late nights and stressed out. So just like tone down some of your expectations and be like, this is the best I could do and do it really well. On the testimonials. And you talked about how, yeah, it's easier to have a text
1: of, yeah, they do a great job or we really like them or we think they're great, but to actually have it on video. How about even the podcast? Cause I know you do podcasts as well. which your feeling, your take, your experience on the power of podcasting?
2: Oh, I love podcasting. And that's the reason why I started podcasting. I listen to podcasts all the time. And I think podcasts are great because especially, at least for me, for Roy, I still do a lot of sales. Even though our team is like 30 people, I still talk to everybody that comes in. Really, I tell people, hey, listen to a podcast I have, listen to my podcast, listen to other podcasts I've been. And really the way I think about it, it's because you're just listening to how I speak. And if people have great people can listen to how I speak, how I talk, how I say things, and if it makes sense to them, then hey, we'll probably make a great fit. If not, then there's no point of wasting each other's time. Like, and that's why I think podcasts and sort of these all these visual and audio forms are so great because you can actually see like, hey, this person resonates with me. What they're saying makes sense. And people have said to me, like, hey, Kevin, I like the way you're saying things. Like, it makes sense. I'm like, okay, great. Then we should probably work together. Other people are like, No, I don't like what you're saying. I'm like, okay, great. It doesn't make sense, right? It's like Don't let's not waste time. And like you hear this time I'll I'll talk to somebody about a marketing strategy. I'm like, Hey, this is how we would execute for your brand. And then they're like, no, that's too scammy. And I'm like, okay, well, I know this works because I've done it a few times. And then I see them go to another agency and I'm like, okay, like you're doing what I told you I wouldn't do. So that you probably worked in an agency that wanted your way. Right. So it's like, and also this is like, this is where it's like funny because I tell people like, like go back to services. It's like people come to us as experts, And then I tell them like, Kevin, pitch me these great ideas. I'm like, okay, great. Here's what I do. And then we start working together and they're like, like the idea I told you there in a pitch, like, yeah, I don't want to do that anymore. Let's do what I'm, I'm like, I'm like, I just spent like a week trying to think of like crazy ideas for you that you to approve. But then when we're like signed, it's like, you don't want to do it. So it's like so crazy sometimes it's like so wild.
1: Yeah. It is amazing. And I really want to get back to that when we, uh, when we get back, this is the entrepreneurs radio show and podcast on KZSU Stanford. 90.1 FM we're talking today with Kevin Urrutia. Kevin uh, is a founder and CEO of Voy Media. For more information, feel free to visit website at voymedia.com. Again, that's v o y media.com. Kevin, on that subject of thinking of all those ideas and the, and putting the strategy together and all that brain power and emotion and pots of coffee and time and expense, To go into going, here's a great idea that's actually going to bring you, if not exceed the value that you want for what we can do for you. And then they shut it off because they either get nervous, afraid, or they feel that their idea is going to work better. How do you kind of deal with that? Because it's a problem I don't think that goes away. It minimizes, but I don't think it goes away.
2: Yeah. And that's something that we're trying to figure out. It never goes away. And that's something we're trying to think about too. It's like, we're first of all trying to think of ourselves, okay why did they like it initially, but why didn't they go through with it? And it's like, we're trying to figure out like, what went wrong. And I think for at least for our team, it's like, we want to come with that idea of, hey, let's just keep pitching some of the great work that we want to do for them. Because even if they don't like it, we can always say to them, hey, like what you told me didn't work, but what we initially pitched you was something else and you told us not to do it. So it's kind of a way for us to be like, Hey, look, it's not really like our fault, even though we told you, and and that this happens with anything. It's we'll say like, Hey, we think this video creative that we're going to make for you is really great. And they're like, no, it's not. I'm like, we're like, okay, let's make your video creative. Let's also make ours and let's test it. And then we can see, and then that's really helps us sort of align and get some of these ideas across. when initially I don't want it, but yeah, it, I think what, from what I was saying before, it's tough. And it's just like kind of one of those things that just sucks because you spent so much time and you know that this is why they came for you because they wanted these great ideas. And then they just like, don't want it. And just like, for me, I'm just so confused. I'm like, what? Like, I'm just like really confused because this is what you wanted me for. So I just like, I'm trying to understand too. And I think it's, but I think it has to do with, um, going back to what you said before, it's like maybe building more credibility and more trust. Uh, okay, like I trust these guys to build and execute on the strategy because something something there made them not confident. So that could be maybe talking to them about other case studies about that strategy that's worked well before or just other things in that space that's worked well. And it's kind of something that we're, we're trying to think about too because... I tell people like, hey, I've done this for some of my brands and, and that, that sort of helps get some of the ideas across. And at least when I try and pitch brand new email campaigns or marketing campaigns for people.
1: Yeah. Going back to the trust and still that level of trust is, and you've, you've got your watermarks and and everything you can to to make sure that they, they believe and understand that. What about the, um, I call it by but my business is different. Yeah. How do you overcome that? But my business is different. Yeah, that may have worked with that law
2: firm, but we're a, uh, a plastic surgeon operation. Everybody thinks their business is a little bit different, but I think this goes back to kind of like, at least for me, when I talk to brands and I talk to partners, I say, hey, look, in fundamentally, every business is literally the same. And that's why, and I talk to them about my experience. It's like, hey, look, I'm building the agency right now. But before this, I have my e-commerce company. And before this, I have my maid company. And look, they made money and this is how I built them. So fundamentally, they're all similar. They all need to bring customers. They all provide a service or a product. So that's really the way I tell people to think about it. And and then I tell people all the time, like, hey, look, if every business is a little bit different, but there's a reason why companies like Facebook and Google are still no more way to bring traffic to your places because it's clearly working for every business even if yours is slightly different so if your business was so different then companies like facebook or google wouldn't be able to work because then you're somehow you're just unique And you see how these two big companies are able to provide traffic for every hundreds and hundreds of businesses. So there is something very similar. And this is why this funnel concept is the same for any business. We just, of course need to tweak it to match your messaging, to match your brand, but fundamentally it's still the same of conversion tracking and getting sales. And I tried to explain to them that way and try to see like, where do they have issues or sort of like, where they are confused about? Because yeah, that's a common question too. It's like, let everybody's like slightly a tweak. And I tell people that it's fine that you're different because that's what makes your business unique. And I tell people all the time, like, there's a reason why in the world there's hundreds of like coffee shops, but yet in your city, there's probably five that are good because those five founders are a little bit different than the other hundreds that are, are just the same. So what is your uniqueness? And I tell people all the time, like your business needs to be different because that's what makes you you, that's what makes void media different, that's what makes your coffee shop different. And you see in the world when you go to travel, you see, like, hey, you everybody looks up for the top coffee shops, but yet you walk down the street, you see like a coffee shop that's down the line. The next door, you see someone, no one there. I'm like, there's got to be some uniqueness. And, but at the same time, you're still providing a service that people want. So it's not that different. Yeah.
1: Kevin, in in a closing of your show today, what would you like to share with your audience that we may not have touched on that uh,
2: you find uh, would be a value to them? I think for me, I always tell people at least like, people always ask me like how to get started or even just like how to do things. Like I tell people, like i have never done, like I didn't make company. I've never cleaned a home. I've never, I have an e-commerce company. I've, like, I like that travel hiking. I don't, I'm not a hiker, right? I hike sometimes I have an agency that's marketing. I've never done a marketing class, right? It's like, like going back to that quote I said before, it's just, if you want to do something, go and do it. Like I think it's just trying and experimenting. you learn so much more than just reading about it. I love reading too, but I think I tell people just like, sometimes it's, it's worth it being scared because that's going to help you do it better or at least try to make a good, do a good job. And just, tell people, just go and try it. And you might see that people always think about the negatives, like, hey, what happens if I fail? i always tell people, like, what happens if you succeed, right? Think about what happens if you just make money, right? So it's something to think about and and just like give it in a shot is worth it.
1: Kevin, it's been a real honor and pleasure having you today. Thank you very much for being on our show. It was absolute joy.
2: Thanks, Tom. Thanks for having me.
1: Yes. Thank you again. You've been listening to The Entrepreneur's Radio Show and Podcast. Our guest today has been Kevin Urutia, Kevin, the founder and CEO of Voy Media, a growth agency for e-commerce and tech companies. For more information, feel free to visit voymedia.com. Again, that's V-O-Y media.com. Join us again next time when we welcome another purpose-driven entrepreneur or high-performing game changer committed to ideas, positive outcomes, and a better world. I'm Tom Dioro.
0: The Entrepreneur's radio show and podcast is recorded at Stanford University Studios in Palo Alto, California, and on location. The chief audio engineer is Eris Chikopoulos, chief engineer is Mark Lawrence, and we are all assisted by Peter Caroline and Omar L. Sabrao. And the executive producer and host of The Entrepreneur's Show is Tom Dior. If you wish to contact us, our email is interviews at Again, that's interviews at